in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and my fellow co-host, Chris Dewar. Today's episode of Potential Picks, we are reviewing the latest feature film, science fiction horror action film, Prey, uh, based on the Predator franchise that just began streaming on Hulu. Uh, this was you know, continuing the Predator franchise, actually a prequel uh, set 300 years back in time. Um, you know, we were, very, we were very excited about, you know, this film when I know, Chris, you had told me for, you know, we, we've discussed in the podcast that we're both fans of like franchises like Alien and Terminator and Predator is one that's very close to my heart, but it's not a franchise that's been tapped into enough. And when we saw the trailer, it was just teased enough, but I was very excited what they're going to do with this. Um, and I was very surprised that it was going to go directly to streaming. But, you know, we were, we were pumped about this and there's so much to dive into. So we are going to have to give uh, a few spoilers. So here is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So you've been warned. Uh, but there's too much to talk about, and we're just getting excited to talk about this film. So, Chris, give us a synopsis of uh, this film. So, yeah, once again, it is set in the year 1719 in the northern Great Plains of the United States. So we're back in, you know, that time era. And we're following Naru, who is this uh, skilled Comanche warrior. The thing is, her tribe, though, doesn't see her as this hunter, uh, you know, especially in that time period. Uh, women were not seen as the hunters. That was the man's job. They were the gatherers. But she actually has quite the skills. And then now this new threat has emerged, this highly evolved alien, who, of course, we know is a predator. And she decides to take it on as her uh, kind of rite of passage. They have this thing where if you go off and hunt, uh, something that would hunt you, you know, such as a mountain lion, a bear, uh, you become a skilled warrior in your tribe. And she decides to go after that. Uh, and yeah, just from the trailers alone, this felt like what a great way to kind of reinvent and tap into a time era we haven't seen with Predator. Because with Predator, from the first movie through all the sequels and you know spinoffs that have come out, it always has seemed like this creature that has not only does it have the skills of you know hand to hand combat, but it has all these weapons, these guns, these rockets all this kind of stuff you know it's looks it's something that you know can take out an army but how do you take that and put it in a time where there is no technology there's only handcrafted weapons such as you know axes and arrows and making it a little more primitive sounding like a really cool concept and i will say dan trettenberg who his first film was 10 cloverfield lane was a great spinoff from cloverfield uh, if you've not seen that film, I highly recommend it. It is a great spinoff of that series. And uh, again, I think something he's really strong about doing is taking kind of these larger than life franchises and putting them in really intimate settings. Now, of course, this is a film that's kind of out in the wilderness for a lot of the film. So it's not as intimate, but it, it is small in scale. It doesn't feel as uh, large a scale as some of the other Predator movies. That's what really is its strength, is that it's kind of back to basics. You have the Predator that is, of course, 
from our understanding, is seeking the strongest, you know, foe to fight. It's trying to, you know, and I like, too, that the title of this is Prey. So that, you know, a lot of this film does kind of talk about the predator-prey relationship and how often with prey, our understanding of the animal kingdom and even as humans at the top of the chain is prey don't usually fight back. Prey are not the, you know, so what is what is the predator? What is the prey? And I love that a lot throughout this film. Naru is like, you're not going to see me coming. You, you're not going to know that I can kill you, which is why. Let me tell you right now, this girl is badass. Okay, this is a uh, Amber Amber Mid Thunder who plays Naru is awesome. Uh, she just <laughs> rocks this movie, and I like that a lot of this film is set up like minus even the sci-fi element of the Predator. It is a very typical like coming of age story where the tribe doesn't see her as the strong hunter. Um, her brother. Uh, Tebe, who's played by Dakota Beavers, is like the strongest hunter in the pack. All the other guys are like, you can't do any of this, you know, go home and stuff. And she keeps proving herself that she is the skilled enough warrior to take down this ultimate threat. It's just like, it's a great concept. And a lot of the cinematography in this too was just gorgeous. Like I love, I think you and I both agree as, as fans of nature, we love that kind of early settler time, the, the, the prairies and mountains, all this stuff. Well, it's just that, it's just that untouched by, you know, you, you know, real humankind. Um, and especially I think on another end, I mean, this is hitting all the right notes, but having a great representation film of the native people of America that I think that has not been, you know, and I've read it, you know, interviews, it would, um, the cast has said like, this was just, it was great that they showed it. It wasn't a hokey, it wasn't caricature, and I think that is the difficult line to find where the realism was. And so I think that was that was beautiful. Like you said, it is an intimate story because really it's her journey, and it's it. There are there are some big action elements which we're going to go into, but it really is. It's there's a lot of good focuses on her face and like these little close ups. So you just feel like you're on the journey with her. And talk about you're talking about the predator and prey, you know, relationship. I love how. This film does a great job of building up a char- an alien character, a horror, um, you know, I am a horror, I guess you all, icon of a sci-fi horror, that we know so well, but it builds it up, still builds up the suspense. Like, I really like the fact that you all, like, little small scale, like, ooh, there was a mouse and a snake goes after that, and that predator goes after the snake, and then there's a wolf goes over to a rabbit, and then he goes after the wolf, and then there's this bear. So there was, like, these, uh, like, stuff I'd never seen before, and I, like, we always thought of the predator just kind of more hunting, more humanoid things that are bigger than this, but it's like how it's like just kind of assessing. And so that was cool. And again, you know, we'll talk about this. This is definitely was like a great setting to have the predator of uh, talk about primitive. I love the fact that this predator was going more for the hand to hand, more brutal combat. There's very little use of a lot of its technology and stuff. It was really kind of getting up for those up close and personal kills. Yeah. Even like, you know, the famous three dot uh, laser vision that it would have that usually is some kind of gun in this. The Predator has these arrows. So it's almost like very similar on the same playing field. Now, of course, the Predator has also this like, you know, awesome shield that can reflect bullets and can cut through like anything. It has, of course, its famous two spike spears that come out of its wrist. Like it still has a lot of the... uh tech that we're expecting but i did like that they kind of took the predator in more of a primitive 
you know, early version. Even, uh, even the, the face. The mask, the mask was really cool face. because it was like a skull and the design, there's some criticism, but I actually like the design of this one as there are different types of predator. This one looked a lot more savage looking when the mask comes off. You see in his oh, face, yeah, yeah. it's like, ooh, that's like really creepy, like almost more more animalistic. And they've even said that when they did the first Predator movie, you know, what they had at the time was Stan Winston doing a lot of that that creature makeup and, you know, having a big kind of football player kind of put it on. There was limitations at the time, and that's kind of why, you know, as the movies have progressed, they've been able to do more with CGI and stuff. So I think they did want to go a little more animalistic with the face, and it does with that mask. It almost comes off like it looks like a bear skull or something. So, like, it does make him look a little more uh, animalistic, and it just works because, of course, yes, he still has the the invisible, you know, cloak kind of protection. So... I did like a lot of that part of the film too is, you know, when he takes damage, you start to see the shield go away, which is why one of the best scenes of the film, I wish it was longer, but I get why they had to kind of get to the point. Uh, this bear is chasing Naru and the predator fights the bear. The bear almost had him. I will say that much. Now, of course we knew the predator wasn't going to be dead in the middle of this movie, but the way the bear, I mean, the CGI bear, of course, but the way the bear like really gets a good lick at him, and I love it when you can see the like shield starting to like break at times. And of course, at this point, you know, they're, they're seeing these weird symbols like the snake was like skin and deheaded in a way. And, you know, at one point she sees like a field of buffalo and she thinks maybe that's, you know, she's she thinks it's some weird like symbol in the sky. Like she's like just something bigger than a bear out there. So I think when she finally sees the predator for the first time in what, you know, it's crazy. But that fight against the bear was pretty awesome. And the fact that the bear really gets him down and almost kills him. And then the bear comes back and the predator just punches him. And that was enough to kill the bears. Like, damn, this guy is huge. But I will say one scene in the film is she kind of escapes from the bear and she's kind of floating down the river. And eventually we get to our French trappers situation. This did feel like they had to have the kind of, it felt to me the typical horror, like we need the kind of slightly comedic idiots bunch yeah. of the film. And I think it wasn't anything to be cause like, just because they're French, but I'm saying like these trappers did feel like the typical like, oh, we have the idiot savage in the in the cage and ha ha ha. And, you know, like over the top. So the whole time that she's captured and they captured her brother too and they want to use her as bait. You're just like, Every single one of these guys is going to get it so bad, and I can't wait. And that was one of the first giant, real big, like, action scenes of the film was they're tied to a tree. And it, it was really cool cinematography where it's kind of like... It looked kind of like, like No like Man's dust. Land and World yeah. War One, Like, it's ashy and stuff. And the Predator just comes in, and he kills a lot of these guys in some brutal, just awesome, like... Man, I love like the one guy was next to the tree and he basically uses his shield to like de like behead him and just with the arrows and all that stuff. I mean, it was some brutal kills and it was awesome. I just love how much they think they can take down this predator and they can't. Well, and I think it was it was a good choice that this is very, you know, in the representation of native the native peoples or indigenous people, if you will. I like how only one of the um, colonizers or one of the trappers could speak, you know, English. So you just hear it from them. So I thought that was a, I was a smart choice. I was like, you know, 
um, where it was like, again, you know, a lot of people said, why weren't the speaking more, you know, um, more native language? But it, it like sense that we would understand that because we were kind of along for that. So I liked, I thought that was a good choice. But yeah, those that fight scene, um, and then particularly one of the earlier fight scenes before they get captured uh, with uh, some of her uh, other tribes. Uh, oh, the, man, they but, all get... It's wow. a really good like fight scene because they kind of I really like the fact that we're seeing humans kind of hold their own against Predator because again he's doing these more brutal like there's like there's a lot of these little fast like dives and stuff like that where usually it was just like oh let's just shoot crazily because I can't see this thing. Uh, yeah, with spears and the weapons they have are shooting arrows and I do like yeah they really make it intense and fast and. You would almost think, like, how are they going to make this cool with with no guns? It's better than a lot of the action scenes in the previous films because of that quick-paced nature. And it's almost like it makes it more of an even plane. Uh, but yeah, that one scene, it did make me kind of think of Lost World, Jurassic Park a little bit. They're running down to, like, the the fields, and he's just taking them out one by one, and Naru's escaping. Uh, but yeah, I did like that we have that connection. This is where a lot, it was kind of cool with the prequel nature of Raphael Adelini is like the last one who kind of like survives and he's got like his leg chopped off and he teaches her how to use this flint lock pistol. Oh, connection. That's the pistol down a predator too. Um, which I thought was funny that she keeps trying to use it and it like doesn't work at first. And this whole kind of moment of the brother being like, I'm going to, you know, kind of come in and one last heroic take, try to take down the predator. And he gets a, a, a few awesome good looks in there too. Like before the predator kills him, he, he, he was like true, like hero. I was like, dang, he's got some spear moves. He's got like arrow moves. And the whole time Naru is trying to shoot this gun and it doesn't work. And eventually she escapes. And so I like that. We also see a, a, a kind of a, a growth there of her, like earning the moment of when to shoot. The predator finally uh this last big kind of you know fight scene where again i really like that badass nature of her being like this is why you're going to die is because you don't expect me to come and she has that one fat oaf french trapper using as bait which was awesome but i love like even the thing of oh if i use this well she uh, realizes herb, the flower instead of like the yeah. mud from the first one it lowers her body temperature so she's like she can still fight and everything. That was really cool. That was a cool like touch of like, how do you use your surroundings? And even like early in the film, you know, the brother tells her, you almost had that cougar early in the film, uh, you know, being high in the ground to injure it. And so I thought that was just a cool moment of like, of her like way up in the air on this tree. And she like, like, I love that image of her on the ax and just like jumping down and trying to chop at the predator. And even the, just the cool thing of the axe with the, the rope so she could like throw it and get it right back. A little uh, just awesome sling action. And man, this last fight with the Predator was just awesome. You just see how Naru is like really, she's got all the stuff she needs to take down this thing. And it's it's a really cool earned moment through the film of where you see her start to how she finally takes him out. And so then she comes back with the head, uh, you know, to her tribe. And she throws it and it's like, they're like, damn, all right. She's uh, she's earned her place. And she's like, we need to get to higher ground. They're going to be coming back or like, you know, there's more threat around. And so I like that. It, it kind of leaves off too, like 
you know, there was a cool kind of, they do kind of like cave painting style for like the credits. And there was a moment where they like are looking up in the sky and you see like, instead of one ship, like three ships show up. So Prey could definitely have a sequel if they wanted to. Um, it was Hulu's most watched debut ever. Like I think for all of their uh, streaming platforms, both, let's see, uh, Hulu, Star in international markets, and Star Plus in Latin America. It was the biggest debut for the for the streaming. So it's not only really done very well, but it also has a lot of good ratings. Like I think last I saw, it was like 92% Ron Tomatoes on the high 80s for audience score. So people are loving it. I think they love the simple nature of it, the new setting. Cast is great. The action is awesome. And I would love to see more from this. You know, I think moving forward with Predator, either setting in different time periods or if they were going to continue with this story, I guess we could see where maybe other tribes join together to take down multiple predators now that she knows how to. Um, but even maybe we see the evolution of why the predator goes for more primitive weapons with the the arrows, you know, which is how he 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 does die in the end as his own arrow gets him, which was such a cool moment. And maybe moving towards guns and how they have like you know the laser and stuff. Who knows? Um, but for me, man, I mean, I loved it. I'm giving Prey a nine out of ten. It was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same way. Nine out of ten as well. Um, huge uh, improvement and add on to the franchise, you know, close, you know, if not almost, you know, in a way better than the first one. Very, it's tough because the first one was great. I mean, I would agree. I mean, yeah, I, if you have to rank them, Predator will always kind of rank number one just because of what it did for the, the character. And it's such a great solid action flick. Uh, this would be like right behind it for me. But another cool thing about this is re representation. You can actually watch this entire film in Comanche. They have, uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's either a dubbing or it's subtitles. But if you want to watch this whole thing, it's actually cool in Hulu. There's, you know, English and there's times where they speak. So those normally, you know, subtitles would show up. But you can actually watch the whole thing uh, in Comanche, which is a really cool just representation again of of, of this. Uh, of the setting in uh, where the film takes place, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm so excited to see where the franchise goes from this. I hope that you all enjoyed this film as much as we did. Of course, you can go back and watch it again uh, on Hulu, streaming now. Uh, this is Prey, and that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.